0: Can't hear anything. Can't hear Corin. Corinne you eat bag of dicks, Can't hear anything. Technical issues back. Can't hear anything. Kev, can you hear me? Hey, what's going on, bitches? I can hear you. Corin can hear me. I can't fucking hear Corin.
1: Um my uh oh. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> professional as
1: We're back with the technical difficulties. <laughs> oh shoot, there you go. So Corin, you can't hear us. No. <laughs> can,
0: can you we hear Corin?
1: We can't hear Corin. I can't hear you,
0: no. no, I can I can hear you, no but not Corin. <laughs> it's all Corin's fault. Corin,
1: oh, we're, we're, here we go. We're live. About two minutes in.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so it's, yeah.
1: It's been a while, everyone. Excuse us for the uh, yeah uh, professionalism. professionalism
0: standards. <laughs> standards. Standard.
1: Just, <laughs> he's still fast.
0: <laughs> standards. What are you talking about, mate?
1: <laughs> oh, mate tell you, there's nothing like pushing a bloke out of his comfort zones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> You're just going to have to sign language, Corin. <laughs> yeah, that's about right.
0: High five. So High five.
1: We're, we're a couple of minutes in to our Christmas edition of the Knife Making Down Under yeah. podcast. Uh, we've got Corin the Silent Deadly. <laughs> We've got Mert and myself. Um, we're gonna work through Corin's um here, we're gonna work through Corin's technical issues and see if we can't hear him at some stage. Um Andrew Smith, there there used to be a little thing called the Doris Day effect where they would purposefully put Vaseline on the on the camera lens to make people appear better looking I'm gonna try are. to
0: leave come back here one sec. I want to try to leave it and come back, see if I can fix it, man. All right. One sec.
1: Um, I'm on here on my own now. Well, Corin's here, but he's just watching because we can't hear a word Corin's saying. Technical glitches. Well, he's muted. Yes. Just check your mute settings, mate. <laughs> no, it, we wish it was that easy. Um, there's a good lineup of people coming on board that I can see through uh this Facebook groups, I believe, is where it's all coming from. Oh, and now I'm the only one here. <laughs> That's an amazing... Oh, no, we're back. <laughs> and we still can't hear current. So, yes, g'day, everyone. Um, it's been a long time since we've been on. Um, many, many weeks in our two-week schedule. Uh, we have a very poor understanding of time and an even poorer um presence on the podcast as of late but we've had lots and lots of things going on
2: so now you won't be able to hear me either
1: no now we can hear you well i can hear you ah sexy and i know it it sounds like shit but How, can hear you. is that better
2: oh is that's that better? better
1: look you oh, that's right. professional that's professional now, current voice
2: now i'm getting back onto the right mic we get Mert back yes
1: on. Yes. <laughs> five yeah. in and we are live. And I'm going to go and just hotspot my computer because it' key. Yeah, so far away from the modem in modern days, get mate, your all names coming on,
2: guys. Get your names coming up the top, guys. Let's let's see, Mr. Winch, how are you? Oh, fucking good to see you. That's <laughs> <laughs> good oh, to see yeah. you. Merry Christmas, Dave. Hey. Yeah. Well, guys, um, so we're kicking off a, a, a fancy night of um, knife making down under. It's a, it's a, just in case you, you're wondering, uh, the last one we're going to do, uh, the last fortnight of the year. Um, yes. yep. I, think, I think we may have hit a couple of fortnights.
1: Yeah, we, we hit every fortnight. That. I was hit. just explaining that to everyone that we're a little bit tardy in our um, definition of what a fortnight is. Um, we're target on what time we start. We're targeting. Oh, mate! <laughs> Coming in, trying to set this up, don't realise that that big red thing in the top left corner of our screens that says we're live is actually on. Um, or well, Dave's, who's audio is shocking, Dave? Everyone's. Yeah, Dave, give <laughs> us some feedback, mate. Audio
0: is. Shocking. My, my my audio might be shocking because I just noticed my my the piece that goes in the microphone is broken. So. I need to change my phone. That's the only way to fix it. I need to change my phone. <laughs> so I got two sets of pro mics, but my phone doesn't recognize them because I broke the, the port of my phone. So my bad. i,
2: I, I got to be honest, Mert. We've been doing this for, I don't know, three years, four years. Your yes. audio has always been shocking. I don't think... Um... Can't hear you.
1: Oh, we're just this. This is are you off again.
0: Oh man, this is bad. <laughs> I can hear you. But I can hear Colin. Man, this is
1: wow. You can hear him.
0: Yeah, no, I cannot hear you. I can hear you. You can hear yeah. me, but that's
1: yeah. it. I mean, we've got the we've got the technical guy with all the issues, but that's okay. So as we were saying before, before we all got excited and everyone left, me sitting here. They said get dressed up. So I put on some Christmas ears. They they sent the memo out before saying, Kev, we're getting dressed up. Make sure you join in. So I'm wearing some Christmas ears that my um, dog didn't like wearing. Yeah, Um, I, I did
0: not get that memo.
1: No. Oh, well. Maybe I just thought I'd seen it somewhere. Who knows? So it's been a long time. Whilst we wait for Coran to sort out his technical issues, um, we'll just continue talking about what's happened in the big gap since the last time we were on. Now, I can't even actually remember what we talked about, and I'm sure it had something to do with travelling to a certain show over in South Australia. That's how far back.
0: Have you covered uh, that show?
1: No, we haven't okay no we haven't we haven't covered Adelaide show so that was that was the last sort of big well one of the last big gatherings that we had we had a smaller gathering following that but the Adelaide show was the first one that the Knife Art Association has run in Adelaide at the new venue so it used to be at the Arkabar Hotel where most people stayed Uh, Some of us stayed just a little bit further up the road.
0: Testing. Oh, Oh, yeah, testing, testing.
1: I can can hear him. We can't see him. Well, there you go. Yep, you're on. You're on. So, yes, Adelaide. Um, The Knife Art Association's first show in Adelaide in the new venue. It was... A really good show we had a great turnout of makers and we had a great turnout of people and we had a really good uh run of weather for that weekend we were told by a lot of the locals that it had pissed down rain leading up yeah. to it and then shortly thereafter they got flooded again and so did half of new south wales get flooded yet again uh, yeah i was on my way home and sort of traveling to up. And I got a message from my wife saying if you're traveling to Narandra, don't because they're all getting prepared, <clears throat> excuse me, prepared for a flood evacuation again. So I had to stop in Leeton and then my travel for the way home, I had to go north and then across and then back down south. But the travel there um, was a story in itself. No, I did not get checked at the border uh and a shakedown Aww. by the fruit patrol, but I did tell the story to the young lady that was doing the checks (laughs) and she had a good laugh at my expense. Um, No, I got, well, Corrin and them were not far behind me in the truck and we were talking back and forth and they ended up saying they were going on. They got directed along one route, um, which wasn't the one which my map was telling me to go. uh, And I wish I had paid attention to where they were going because Uh, I got 50 k's down a road, or 30 k's down the first road before we realised there was no bridge to cross because it was 10 feet underwater. And then the next time the bastard thing diverted me, it was to go uh, north of Wagga. And I got the same thing. I got about 50 k's down this freaking road before they had this tiny sign just before the flooded area. Not at the start saying local traffic only, and Google Maps didn't say anything so I had to go 50k's back the other way then turn around and go back the other. So it was it was a funny drive. I've never seen the volume of water uh along the roads that I've travelled ever before. Like the Sturt Highway um and the hay Plain stuff just had water right up to the edges of some of those roads which was which was pretty amazing. And I feel, you know, we sort of look at the inconvenience of all that but I definitely feel for those people living in those areas that Got absolutely smashed and, and, yes, definitely lost. Yeah. Like, you know, small inconvenience for us, but when you look at what um, the people lost along the way and the volume of water that was going through, holy shit. Like, it was, it was pretty full on. But like I said, we got into Adelaide and the sun was shining and it was, it was warm enough to start complaining that it was, you know, too hot. Um, The venue was really good. That was down at the showgrounds yeah definitely um, size so of the venue we can accommodate uh many more makers so pay attention for next year guys anyone that didn't make it across um there's definitely room enough for another row of tables at least in there um and the lighting and, and everything else in the venue was just you know well i reckon spot on i reckon it was just a really good feeling in there and as i said plenty of locals came out um had a look we we're impressed with what they saw um Adelaide show for Jamie too, yes, was uh, a, a big part of Jamie's sort of introduction to the knife-making show scene. He had a friend um, of Anthony Kittle's, Graham. Graham helped him out on his table whilst Jamie <laughs> Graham, went and, uh, Graham. <laughs> gave, gave sausage to people so he didn't let down the sausage man name. Uh, but he was also selling knives on the day too. Uh, and we saw some new makers uh, from the local area as well. Um yeah, and it was a really good event. Uh, shenanigans up at the Arca Bar probably weren't as uh, noisy and, and and full on as they used to be, but you know, with a number of us these days getting old and not drinking, I suppose that's uh that's led like expected in some regards. Although I did sneak off to go up to my motel and get some sleep to see some videos posted from Merton Sausage Man. As the bar was calling last drinks at like, what was it, two in the morning? One or two in the morning at least. <laughs> well, Kev,
0: Kev, remember, it was 11 o'clock and you were heading out. And he said, Oh, guys, I had enough. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, man, it's too late. I'm not doing this shit. I'm not yeah. young anymore. I'm like, Yeah. So you left. We were walking towards going to rooms. And then me and Jamie and Tobo were like, there's live music here. 3 Like a fly is getting attracted to like a oh. light. There's live music. <sighs> <laughs> Next thing I know it is it's 1 o'clock and some uh, older people are trying to pull us to the dance floor and Jamie's busting up the moves and I'm at my, I don't know, maybe like oh. 20th beer of the night and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, okay, there's yes. some... Some bad decisions were made.
1: I, I pity all of the people that never drank when I did. Because I'm being a sober person nowadays. I can understand why you try to sneak off early. Because that shit got real. And by real, but, I mean real fuck. Real messy.
0: It was 1 oh, yeah. o'clock. And so we walked in at 11 o'clock. And next thing I remember is 1.15 and the guys are closing the bar. And me, yep. Jamie, and who else was it? Mark Cordina. We we're all like a little tipsy or beyond tipsy. Very
1: and we we're like, oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, and Dave's, and uh, Tobol is tip top again, which is good. Oh, Tobol, what's a that? Tobol's always yeah. funny. Can you yeah, hear me? Tobol
0: was a mess. Yeah, yeah, we can. Oh, good. Fuck
1: you. Yeah. Awesome. Great, great to be back. I don't know, Corin. we've just been covering the the show the adelaide show which was pretty awesome and i was just talking about my troubles on the travel over regarding closed roads and waterways did you have a good trip over you know incident yeah it was free? great
2: we had a great i had a great trip down i went down in we my oh, actually
1: you did didn't you yeah i did
2: had a great trip down yeah except I, I had to drive behind the truck watching our suspension sway in the breeze on the truck because uh, the truck <laughs> got smashed man it was like um I described it as there. There wasn't that many potholes. There was pretty much only one, and it uh, it sort of opened up somewhere around sort of Yass, and um, we drove out of it somewhere around Berry.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Sorry. Yeah,
2: maybe that, go around. That,
1: there, there were. Um, I hit one of the potholes so hard that the um, my car had a massive hissy fit. I thought it threw it into limp mode. Um, but it stopped the cruise control and everything else because oh, I had nowhere to go because on Hay plane you've got, as most people know, if you've been down there, you've got semi-trailers coming one way, you're going the other way. And on a good day, that's that's scary enough. But when you're up, I was up in Myanmar at that stage and, yeah, you know, I could see these potholes ahead and you think, fuck, I've got to swerve that one. Oh, I can't swerve it because I've got to go across the road, the inside of the road, yeah. and there's a fucking truck swerving potholes Onto my side of the road, and we're both doing about 130 k's an hour. And uh, yeah, it got a bit sketchy at, at certain stages there. And then, like I said, Corrin and them sheared off their suspension um, uh, twice now, uh, twice, or well, the bolts for it twice. In well, let's trip. be fair,
2: let's be fair. Ryan is watching this at home, and 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 to say that yeah. Corrin sheared off the discre- the suspension belittles Ryan's part in that activity. So, yeah, good Ryan. How you going?
1: Ryan was behind uh, the wheel. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for breaking the truck. <laughs> yeah, <Ryan's laughs> when he have, Ryan zigged when he should have zagged, and uh, didn't realize. Did you ever that hear the, the story?
2: Time? Did you ever <laughs> hear the story of of driving up to Lithgow for Iron Fest, and the, and he lost the wheel off the big Gamacade <laughs> show trailer before the truck? <laughs> Ryan goes how back all the way at Gamma Cage. how do you lose oh. a
0: fucking wheel, man? Well,
2: well are you
0: driving? That. Are you are you? Well, it's one of those things that you're driving and you see the Wheel coming on the side of the road, like passing you.
2: I think yeah, he no, lost not only then. not only the wheel, but about five hundred grams of poop. And to be fair, uh, it, it didn't have anything to do with him. It was just a mechanical problem. But, but yeah, that yeah. was um, that yeah, it's he's, he's got a bit of a history. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, he yeah. So getting down while. there, getting down to Adelaide was uh, pretty good fun. We didn't trash any hotel rooms. Uh, no. The venue was spectacular. No. Got to get a blacksmithing festival yeah. happening at the same time oh, as the yeah, show. Yeah. Plenty That's of a, room for that. a big challenge. Uh, yeah. We've got to get the industry behind that. And, and I'm sure, you know, you guys are all going to back that because um, it just gives it a bit more flair. And what we – what we I mean, we can promote it better. That's what it comes down to. We can get better yeah. promotion yeah. than we can for a knife show. So, yeah, yeah unreal. Yeah.
1: There's, plenty out. There's plenty of space out the front of that – or where we parked, calling that the front, probably the back. Of the venue, yeah, yeah. there's plenty of space at the back of the venue for that blacksmith and thing to go ahead too.
0: Mm. In, in terms of the venue, it was great. There was a lot of room, but I think wasn't there like a Viking festival of the, something like in the same
2: day? Same Yeah, year? yeah there was a Viking yeah. Viking festival the same yeah. weekend, so that kept that kept a lot of the riffraff away. So yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, the, apparently, oh, say that few- <laughs> <was saying> <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Apparently there were a few um, local events on which we didn't realise, but we still got good numbers through the door for the first yep. you know, big show that we've held <laughs> that we've held there. And uh, like I said, the feedback from everyone was just that it was such a good event because, in part, because of the the space between everyone, um, we sort of moved. I think we moved the tables, jigged everything around, so we had, you know, it looked like we filled more space. But um, that that room you know, tick the boxes for me. Like it wasn't cheap in terms of <laughs> nothing ever is when we're running it with the with the KAA, I guess. But um, it, it wasn't a cheap deal, but it was a bloody good venue. So I think it's going to be uh, one that we're going to hold on to or try and hold on to at least. Oh, we've lost you again. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> uh. so, so Ash, Ash uh, from Celery Patch Knives had commented one up, uh, they had a great time. They sold 19 knives, which was yeah. uh, by far their best show to date. And mate, I have to tell you that selling 19 knives at a show um is is no easy feat, really. Like that that oh. is a sensational effort. Um and good on you. Like like that's unreal. Hopefully um we can we can top that next year, get you back next year. Um like Brad Stone said, top effort. Um yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it was, I just think it was really good. What was your take on the whole thing, Mert?
0: Look, this was my first time. So, unlike you, I cannot compare how it was when it was run at the Arkaba, but hearing the stories, like, it was a very nice and intimate show at the Arkaba, but you guys had to pack everything up because the show venue was being used for disco the Saturday yep. night. So, yep. from going that to, like, a... Viable show that looks like the either the first stages of Sydney or like the first stages of Perth. I think that's a massive improvement. And all the local night making community we talked to, and they said they were really happy about the show and the direction it was going. Hmm. I I realized yeah, it. it was right. a fun show and and looking forward to do it next year.
1: Yeah, look, I hadn't been to Adelaide. I missed out the last couple of years pre-COVID times because I was just too late registering and, um, you know, the popularity had grown inside the Arkabar, um and that had a finite number of people we could put in there. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it was really nice to come back because it's just always, for me anyway, I've always found that there's just a really nice, relaxed feel um, to the Adelaide show. And it could be to do with the fact that, you know, their, their Sunday trading times are all, you know, I think what do they get? They get to go to the shops at nine o'clock in the morning now instead of eleven on a Sunday. So I think they're a lot more relaxed. The people are a lot more relaxed. Um yeah. in that environment. Um so we know we we had good numbers through on both days. Um and How about just that? the can people you hear me now? The, yeah, we can. And yeah, the engagement can. from the engagement from the um from the punters was really good too. So yeah. I think it'll grow. I think it'll grow uh both uh with regards to makers attending. And with um, the public attending as well.
0: Yep, definitely.
1: Sausage man is saying he'll be back there next year, which is a good thing. Oh, um, what I was going to say yeah. though,
2: what I was oh, going to yeah, say is, yeah, yeah. In, in regards to the to the to the show, um, I uh, I have a bit of an announcement to make on behalf of the KAA, and that is that we are now eight weeks away. From the ten-year anniversary of me walking into uh, walking into the re, uh, the Department of Fair Trading, as it was uh, up here, and registering the Knife Art Association as an association, we're eight weeks away from our ten-year birthday. So
1: ten just, years, wow! That's bullshit, though, isn't it? Though, like, where did those ten years go, mate? Like,
2: no, wow. we just gotten old.
0: We just gotten old yeah, and washed. I was going to say,
1: my, my hair's gone grey. Yours has fallen out, and, and um. Corrin's grown and shaved probably seventy-seven thousand beards between now and then. Can grow hair uh, I I, um, I
0: turned from like a satin finish to a mirror finish on my head.
1: <laughs> I have gone from like uh, you know light brown to um, no brown. <laughs> it's just silver. I don't
2: know. I don't know if I've uh, ever told the story. Have we ever told the
1: story of the Ka, how guys. it how it kicked off? Um. If we have, it was probably too long ago for most people to remember. So let's go so, through it again. So what
2: happened, right? Um, a guy by the name of Wayne Saunders and Keith Flutter, Keith, uh, you know, life member of the of the KA Knife Art Association, the KAA, uh, they came down to my little workshop as it used to be and we had a little um, bit of a hit in there. Back then I was well-known in the bushcraft community, but I wasn't very well-known in the knife community. And uh, Keith, uh, we were talking about knife shows and going down to Melbourne for the knife show. And Keith said, yeah, well, you should come down to Melbourne because it's a good knife show and, um, and we could do it. I said, why don't they have a knife show in Sydney? And Keith said, oh, there used to be one in Sydney, but it was shit. And I said, well, why don't we have one in Sydney and, like, not make it shit? And Keith was like, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Anyway, a few days later he rang me up and he said, I've been thinking about what you're saying. Let's do it. So then we came up with the thing. We're going to support the industry. We'll start a not-for-profit association to back it. And mm-hmm. um, a couple of days later, I wandered into the, into, the, into, the, um, into the Department of Fair Trading and signed up the first members and got ourselves yeah. an association. And now, like, yeah. look at it. We're running the, the Brisbane show, the Perth show, the Adelaide show, the Sydney show. Australian Blade Symposium, fucking awesome stickers and graphics. Andrew Smith. Ah, oh, unreal. Yeah. Running the whole thing for us on uh, uh doing an absolutely fantastic job. Totally unreal. Where it, it's just like um from little things, big things grow. And you know, the only people that profit from the knife art association are um everybody who likes knives. Yeah, well <laughs> yeah, everyone that makes
1: sales at the knives uh, at the show well, because you know and you know obviously the associated businesses that (laughs) we go through advertising promotional um the the logistics the locations all the rest of it but it's 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 unreal to believe that it was that far back like honestly 10 years has just gone by in the click of the fingers it Um, really has it really the change the change i think progressively like I said the change though has just been phenomenal like and yeah, you know, we had a break there obviously where we, we were held back, but we still tried to do our, our our level best to keep the industry supported and and obviously funds coming into our account so we could return that back to the community. I think we've done a pretty bloody good job, to be honest with you. Like, oh, I reckon well, we, we can around, celebrate. Well, the congratulations hey, hey, I... have to go out. Like to Paul Fontiani's um Fontanini, sorry,'s um popped up there. Nice congrats on the most milestone. Um no, there's been up. a that's lot cool. of people, there have been a lot of people involved over that 10 year period putting in a shit ton of time and effort for like I said, and the only reward we get out of it is that we're able to attend the best shows that there are in Australia and create and create be a part of creating those. And hey, you know, can- hmm.
2: so
0: also also keep in mind. All of the KA members are doing this voluntarily.
2: Yes. Absolutely. Everybody yep. volunteers their time. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: Except for you, you Andrew. Andrew's, he... Andrew's on the payroll. Oh, Andrew's, Andrew's our, Andrew's not a Andrew's K- our K- employee. Andrew's yep. yep. But yep, let's look fine. at that. 10 We've put custom knives in front of 10,000 real, not internet, yeah. people.
1: Not 10, radio. People. Not, not people hearing about it on radio and other media that's personally in front of people 10,000 that's freaking unreal plus Love
2: going it. to the good we 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 man tables at the oh, good yes. food and wine show and the perth royal the perth show royal S- S- yes. simply to spruik custom knife making in australia all custom knife makers sort of come to those we don't sell knives at oh, i think they might do something at perth but in Could the good food and perth, wine yeah. show in sydney we don't we don't sell knives we're just there to promote the industry and people give up their weekend to do that uh, and oh. frankly, and frankly, it's freaking amazing. It's unreal. I'm sorry I, just, I'm bit, I just love it.
1: Only, I've got to sort of interject here: we're not only there to promote knives; we're also there to feed people raw potato
2: and bullshit. But yes, <laughs> yeah, raw potato, <laughs> raw potato, and
1: bullshit.
0: You guys are selling weapons. Oh, this, oh, is, yeah, nice. yeah. this
1: is dangerous. Hopefully, yeah, exactly. And hopefully, we've changed. And I don't particularly think this was true of the Sydney show as well. I hope we've changed the perception of a shitload of people because a lot of the people that came to the Sydney show came there curiously because 2GB slammed knife making and the show is a fucking hideous thing to have. So we had all these curious people coming out going, oh, we are expecting like people to be stabbing each other and blood to be everywhere, but there's actually some really nice nice gear here and um, some very talented people, aren't there? And we're like, yeah, there are actually. There's, there's a lot of people yeah. that you know, spend a lot of their time um, trapped in their workshops without company making these objects that people then go and use on a daily basis.
2: We should put it out there. And that's, that's exactly right and spot on, Kev, but we should put it out there, guys, that yes, the KAA, um, membership to the KAA is people say, oh, it's exclusive and we don't accept people and stuff. If you want to join the, the KAA, you've got to come with something that you can do yes. to help yeah. us promote shows. That's all you really need to do is come in and say, listen, I'm great at doing uh promotion here or promotion there and I'm doing this and doing that. You don't we don't care that you make knives. We don't care that you sell knives. We don't care that you that you we don't care. All we want to do with the KAA is just promote the shit out of knives. So if you're not interested in doing that, you can still be a member of the KAA without having to pay any money just by helping us out and sharing the shows on your socials, sharing the events. That's the biggest thing. That that's
1: on. the biggest thing that we can ask for is the shared audience on social media when these shows come up. Uh, like I said, we hit Adelaide. Adelaide was awesome. Like I said, we've got um t shirts with our, our sort of new styling of the logo um, that Andrew's come up with. And I don't know if he was aware of it at the time, but when he put this one out um for a bit of a checkup with the guys, the colour's not the best on that screen there. But um, I, I got back to him straight away and said, yeah, it's great that you've got the um, the Coopers theme going there with that one. And he was like, oh, it wasn't meant to be, but hey. Uh, so We're in South we're, we're going to a more generic promotion of each show, so we're going to have less. Yeah, this is pretty much our standard um, logo now with the exception of the name and the state being displayed and the colouring that's on them. So each colour, each state gets its own unique colour, um, and that's how that's how these things will be identified um which is pretty awesome because it, it appear it appeals to a larger audience base to buy the shirts and then they get out there and wear them and then people see them and you know the amount of times we've talked about this in the past the amount of times we're wearing a knife making event shirt and someone taps you on the shoulder or taps <laughs> you and says what what's this knife show about and you go oh well you know members of the knife artists and you end up sitting there and they just got the Jaw on the ground afterwards
2: going, Fuck, I didn't know any of this existed. I yeah. went, um, I was at McDonald's on the M4 and I saw somebody in a in a Sydney Knife Show shirt, and I said, Oh, knife show, who'd want to go to that? <laughs> this bird, she turned around, she goes, It was fucking unreal. I've <laughs> that's <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: all right. We the we're bus. actually promoting it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> guys, guys,
1: just trying to, guys, just with, trying to trick you. Guys,
0: with the with Slight suggestion for the knife making shirts. Can we just have, like, something other than black? Because every time I come home with the knife shirt, my daughter, my 10-year-old ten, my ten daughter saying, Dad, all of your shirts are black and they're all knife-making. Uh, can we just get, Dad, like, a, some other color, guys?
1: You need to make... You, in the past, I've got one of your Tansu knife shirts that was, like, barely gray when you yeah. sold those. And you wear yeah. it into the workshop and you come back and it's, like... Gray black. stripes all over it, black and got blood on it. And you, you know, and then you throw it in the wash and it doesn't clean. And you, it's just like, you know, screw this, gotta be so, black. So
2: that was that was that's pretty epic. The Knife Art Association 10 years, it's 10 yeah, years wow. on the 22nd of November. According to my records, I finalized the first steel bolt bite 10 years ago. Um, yep. I brought in that. That's the
0: that escalated quickly.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> well it did, right? Like back then yep. it was just it was just yeah. a fucking just a fucking man, we'll bring in one batch of steel, we'll all have steel and we'll never need to do any more. But anyway, here we are.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it will last us so, six years. We'll have like steel there, for like there was, five years.
1: <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of um uh pocket butts at that stage too, with the amount of money that was getting invested into getting that first container of steel. I <laughs> we like oh my god how can it was we spend tough. this much money and, and and then all of a sudden it's like ah, one container let's get six in
2: <laughs> i don't know about six but but yes no, know. it was it was fun times and and you know bringing in uh, bringing in grinders from chris over at wilmot because you know it just everything that's sort of happened in the last 10 years it's it's freaking cool and and I just think, you know, we just need to stop and have a bit of a celebration. I, I, I'm not really patting myself on the back here, but those two things, uh, for those that were there at the start, and I can name names, um, man, it was wild times. Now, you look around the industry and there's all sorts of things happening and it's kind of exciting, but back then, it was exciting. I mean, it was really exciting. You were there, Kev? Uh, I remember, no, the I time, still... Yeah. I still remember your email noise. address from, from when I first started sending invoices. <laughs> St- yes. Steroid-munching freak, if I remember correctly. Correct. What? <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> not,
1: not these days. It's like barely oh, eating. Barely oh,
0: eating. Uh, eating you, oh, <laughs> no, you're about to be demoted from big calf to medium-sized calf.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, I'm, you know, I've lost... Uh, since, since I was up at the waterfall road hammer in this year in June, I have lost 16 kilos from well done, mate. a couple of days ago. It, it's a long process, obviously six months to get there, but, um, and, and I need to lose that. Well, I needed to lose the weight anyway, cause I looked at a photo of myself and I was like, who's that fat proof? Oh, fuck. It's me. <laughs> um, but no, I need to lose some, some weight anyway, but um, as as majority of people would know, I'm going in for some fairly major back surgery next year, and um, they're going in through the front, so the less fat they've got to cut through, the better it's going to be for me to get over. And on that note, um, April 24th is the day that I'm going in for surgery, so uh, raise a glass for me, fellas, because and ladies, because... Uh, I'm probably not going to be in much of a state on that particular day. Um, Been a funny, funny period leading up to that, though, because I had um, a date booked in February that didn't work. Then they booked me in on the 7th of April, which ironically is two things. My birthday, my 50th birthday and Good Friday. Uh, So I rang, rang the surgeon's office up and went. Oh, I don't really have a problem with it, but are you aware that you've scheduled me for Good Friday? And they're like, "We'll call you back in a minute." Six hours later, I get a rescheduled appointment for the surgery. And one of my mates is like, "Does that fill you fill you with a little bit of, um, you know, anguish and anxiety about them screwing up the dates?" And I was like, "Well, no, because the surgeon doesn't make the dates; the admin staff do, and and they fixed it pretty quickly."
2: But, you know, the other name. thing, someone Good said news. to me, what an,
1: ep- what an epic birthday, um, waking up surrounded by nurses, hooked up to an IV of some of the heaviest drugs you're ever going to be allowed to take.
0: Shit. Legally? Oh,
1: legally, yeah. And as Jeff, can you
0: post – can you share yeah. the link for your T-shirts? For an,
1: uh, do you have the yes, link? I'm actually, I'm oh, no, no, with my, my t- T-shirts, I'm pretty much out of this round. And I've got to wait till the new year to organise something okay. else, but I will. Yeah, I've got to respond to whoever whoever replied to my um, last post on my Instagram. Are, are the people that um, are going to be lucky to get one? Um, and then I'll yeah I'll get another batch sorted out. But I appreciate everyone that's um, supported uh, in the fundraising side of things with donations and uh, guys at, uh, like Glenn Beaton's made a couple of hammers and uh, I think auctioned those off and. Um, because it costs, I've got, I've got, I'm covered by health insurance for certain things, but um, there's always a lot of out of pocket stuff. Um, and let, let me, let me tell you, it, it's pretty big. I won't go into exactly how much, but it, it hits the tens of thousands of dollars after everything's covered. But it needs to be done. I'm, I'm in the process of winding down the, um, the business side of things I've pretty much I've, I've relinquished my ABN so I'm now a hobbyist it's, it's a funny but good feeling so I'm no longer a um, self-employed knife maker by my own um, doings I've gone to uh, hobbyist and um, yeah sort of getting used to my wife and I are going to have a quick short break because she hasn't had time off she's been looking after her mother who's been sick um, and we're going to have a like a, a week away somewhere and and then I'm just going to basically start getting ready for the the big six months to nine months of recovery, which would not be fun. Uh, and Brad, thanks, man. The spine shirt was um, again, um, Andrew Smith. What a guy! What a legend! What a what a what a fella for supporting the industry and the people in it. Um, I sent a pretty much a two sentence request to Andrew saying, "Can you do me a T-shirt design that has?" Uh, a spine and the words get a spine on there um, and then he came back with that t-shirt design which in his view he didn't he thought he could have done better but i i fucking was over the moon mate i was bounding around the house as much as i can bound um, and the guys that printed at nemprints in melbourne um, they were pretty happy about doing that run too gave them a little bit of publicity that they might not have otherwise got as well seeing a spine with all these knives in the rib cage <laughs> on their social media Ah <laughs> uh, unreal. Unreal. <laughs> so so who, and then what's the trick? What's the trick down the bottom, Corin? Sorry, someone was just saying, why are they showing us Facebook user? Oh, they've got to go up the top and there'll be a sign up click to
0: give sign up, give sign give up.
1: permission.
2: It'll say give permission to use um to use your name. Because StreamYard can't just take your name off Facebook unless you give them permission. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's all it should be up in the top somewhere. It'll say click here to Give permission to use your name. Know. Um. Yeah. How? So, someone here, another Facebook user, wants you to come over. Some Hammers. Oh, that's account. Glenn
1: Bean. Oh, Glenn. Good <laughs> day, mate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. I'd I'd like to just come up and watch you guys make hammers, to be honest. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good guys.
1: Like I honestly, um. Oh, you know, it's it's a horrible thing. You know, we're really like we're just laughing about it before we're getting older. But, man, what a reality check the last. Buddy, particularly the last six months has been for me just I'm spending less and less time in my workshop I just can't do it I'm currently doing um hydrotherapy (laughs) to try and get a bit of strength back in the core muscles and I am regarded as the um the child in the group because all of the oh and they're all ladies all my lady friends are all like 80 plus Doing doing hydrotherapy, and down there's, there's big Kev or well, medium Kev down
2: there now. He's swatting them off, I tell you. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. So, so Kev, um, you, go first, Boy. No, 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 you go first because you're about Kev. I was going to go to another subject. Kev. Yeah, we're willing
0: to you, Well, I'll, I'll come up later because you talked about hammers, and I was going to show a package that I got in the mail.
1: Oh. oh, yeah, no, show the, show the package, mate. Oh. Show us your package. Oh, that looks familiar. Show me... Okay, hang <laughs> on, show yeah, <laughs> It's a little <laughs> hammer.
0: <laughs> so I, I got I got this package in the mail, and I was holding on to it to open up, so I'm opening up in front of you guys. So That's this package came from... Get that off. <laughs> yeah, made myself. It came from a... It came from a, a Bunnings Picton, Picton Bunnings, from a fellow named corin who's known for making barrel knives. But this package contains. Ta da!
2: You guys want to You're see lucky. what I got? Drummer You're lucky I don't days. have a 3D printer because this could be hilarious. I should have thought of this. <laughs> yeah. If now, only
1: that I would have bought, but... bought you a 3D printer for that. <laughs> We know for
2: next So excellent.
0: I Oh, so that, oh, oh look at
2: me
1: the lens.
0: Look at oh, that.
1: Right. That is oh. sweet. Uh, Whoa, it's, it's, not, it's, it's it's
0: not it's it's not a battle knife but this is a sexy carbide tip uh, hammer made by our own Corin. Thanks mate. This is awesome. This is
2: awesome. Yeah. I hope you uh hope you enjoy it mate. I hope you enjoy it.
0: I hope um, I don't have to use it. I hope I don't have to use it because I don't bend my blades. But if I do, this is the thing that I'm going to go for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never use. It'll be sold in 25 it, you're doing years. Yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, th- this is awesome, man. Thanks a lot, Coren.
1: No Thanks guys, for I've the started, beautiful
0: Christmas.
2: That, oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely no, no dramas, man. And um, I've started a page for my Hammers guys, Nirox Knockometers. Just because, fucking why not? I'll, I'll be back and, in a moment. And Kev's off. Um, and uh, so if anyone wants to um, – that's not uh, – sorry. Yeah, so if anyone wants to have a look at uh, have a look at it, Nirox knockometers, they're basically carbide-faced hammers for straightening blades, and um, they work really well. So, yeah, that, that's what I'm doing these days. I've gone from making no barrel of knives a year to knocking out several hammers a week. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, Mert, they want so- you to clean your lens, mate. They reckon you might yeah, have uh, something on
0: it. Uh, it's it's probably Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> it's probably Jesus. <laughs> Corin, uh, for the people that who don't know what this device is used for, can you explain about the uh, carbide hammers? Like what do you do with it?
2: Okay, so the idea behind the carbide hammer is something that um, I first I first saw with Rodrigo Sofredo years ago at a at a hammer um, at the symposium when he was out. Uh Rodriguez a master smith from Brazil and he showed us how to straighten a hammer, straighten a blade by putting it um, uh, ends up middle down on an anvil and tapping it with a very hard ball pin hammer. And uh, the blade straightens out. If you've got a blade that's hardened and tempered out of heat treat, you can straighten it straight away. Um, but you have to get a ball pin. That's pretty hard. And it was, um, mm-hmm. uh, it was Mr. Sean McIntyre that uh, put me onto carbide as an option. And then, um, I went down there and did a course with him, and we straightened folder blades. And I'm just never going back. It's just the best way I've ever sh- uh, straightened a, a blade. All this shim tempering and all that, you will throw yeah. all that out. And oh, absolutely. Um, and frankly, um, I have uh, I've just thoroughly enjoyed. My, I made a hammer, put it up on Facebook. Everyone said, "Can you make me one?" And yeah, down the track here, I just got two more lengths of brass, and I'm going to make hammers over Christmas. So if anyone wants one, you can you can hit me up. And um, yeah, that's a shameless plug. Yeah.
1: Watching, watching, Man, this, uh, this, this is such your- a oh. go no for it,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say, when I was up at uh, drop by Corin's place, and Ian Stewart was up there, and Ian pulled out one of his bowies and it had a bend in it. And and Corin's like, you yeah, know, here's here's the hammer, give it a hit. This is before he started making the, the ball plot, and Ian's just, how do I do this? So we told him, you know, bend up, tap it around, and his bowie straightened in maybe 15 seconds. And the look on his face was just priceless. He's just his mouth's open, his eyes are open, and he just couldn't believe tapping it would would get the blade straight and it and how fast it did it as well.
2: Um
1: Mick Mick so, um yeah yeah so Mick Webb's asking me if
2: they're um, gonna be a limited edition. Um uh, be assured, um <coughs> they they are um yeah, there probably will be. I mean, I'm not not limited, limited. I want to do a few more because I want to buy a few tools and I'm just using it to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I, I, I don't want to be making the same thing over and over for the rest of my life. At the present time, I'm thoroughly enjoying it um kev came up and gave me a hand and he'll he'll attest to the fact that it's repetitive work and but but it's quite fun and you know it's better than what i do for a day job so let's be honest
1: i was gonna say when you're doing completely different (laughs) things it's actually quite fun sitting down and doing these tasks but if you were doing that day in day out every day i'd give you about two weeks before you were packing it in (laughs) and going fuck this (laughs) never again
2: I, I wouldn't do it, no. But but yeah, I'll keep making them because I like it. It's fun and they look nice and I don't know, there's something about them. They're just really nice and, and I I'm enjoying it. Um now Ambrose Vol- Volkovsky says the risk of sounding dumb, why are they named Nirok Corin? Um
0: Do you want me to tell you? Yes. Because because you, you printed Corin and the negative came out as Nirok.
2: Yeah, when I made the stamp, um I forgot that it comes out as a negative. So yeah, and it it's just the way it is. It's Corrin. Um, nah, Corrin look, bubble. yeah, I, I was I was Nirock knives uh, fifteen years ago or something, and and um um before I, I learned that it was better to be Corin Urquhart, and they marked Nirok very simply because <laughs> <He's got it. laughs> because Darwin made me a stamp, and it's the only one that fits my fly press. That and it says Nirock. <laughs> So I stamped a yeah. Nirok, okay. and frankly, I reckon it looks cool. So I'm just going. It to does, it. actually. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, he, I have had that stamp from D'Alu, uh for probably, um, I don't know, probably 10 years or something, a uh, long time. So, um, yeah, it's it's um, it's just been really good. I'm really happy with it, and it stamps really nice, and, and away we go. Look at Murdy. Yeah. He can hardly no. keep his hands off it no. as well as the Oh, the, dude, oh, the is... first no, when is... you got yours, Kev, you took it to bed <laughs> with you. <laughs>
1: I know you took it to bed with you. <laughs> He's lying. He's lying. It's not <laughs> true. There's no photo evidence. <laughs> no, yeah. but this
0: I, I, I have to say, man, this is a this is a over-engineered piece. You could have just like made something that like had a shitty soldering job and people will be okay with it. But this is such a nice product. It's not a barrel knife, but this is such a nice hammer for a one okay. task. But again, I have,
2: had few, I have had a guy try nice to convince me man. to make a barrel knife carbide hammer, and now I've, oh. I'm thinking about it. I'm just I'm not saying it's going to happen, but yeah. the concept has already been raised. Yeah. Um, and if I'm really bored one time, it might be the last one I do or something like that. We haven't. Somebody's oh. asking if we've covered Canberra show. No, we've just done Adelaide, and we're no, talking about we're up to hammers. To we're up yep. to hammers. But next we're going to and talk about on our list.
1: We do have a list kn- that has
2: Canberra knife
1: on camp. Knife camp, oh, knife
2: camp, knife camp. So, so
1: just chronological the, order knife camp. You were, you were saying about the quality and finish of that. that I'll be back in so a second,
0: guys. One sec.
1: Oh, well, he's leaving now that I was going to talk to him. Yeah, he's fucking useless. Um, so, Mur me. was just talking about the quality of that hammer. And, um, when Ian and I were up with Corridor and he showed us the straightening hammer, both of us basically got him in a headlock and used his last two pieces of carbide, um, to make one each ourselves. Uh, mining you i'll tell i'll be honest corin did most of the machining and we just watched uh but we actually one side of the hammer is just brass and the other side has the carbide but we did a domed uh one of those domed ball things for uh like we did the coin rings and we actually domed oh, we didn't yeah, solder mine we, we domed it, it over at the, the front crown yeah set crown crown it. that's the word i was looking for um yeah. and i had someone asking about well, won't that open up the face? And I was trying to remind them that when you hit the front of it, the pressure goes to the back of it, so it's not going to. Yeah. I point.
2: didn't do that um, on the production run for two reasons. Uh, the first was I was worried that they would come loose over time. I mean, it would be easy yeah. enough to set them back up, but but I was worried that that could happen because your carbide is very hard, your brass isn't hard, yeah. so over a, a long period of use, it might go. Consuming silver for that one job. Well, silver soldering is much more time consuming than crown setting. I can crown yes. set them in in a minute. Yeah. The silver soldering, obviously, you've got to silver solder, pickle, you've got to clean it all up, re to final size. Afterwards, it's a real it's a, it's a real mess. But but it's hundred percent guaranteed perfect every time. So I like that. Yeah. The next thing is, um, uh, I put the flat side on them now. So now they've got a flat carbide oh, yeah, to a yes. carbide. Yep,
0: Because
2: yep. because why not really? And and I mean, why it not? adds like yeah, carbides like ten bucks it it costs so. You know what? What does it matter? It doesn't really matter, and, oh, and you can rivet with it much better. So I'm I'm hearing good things about yeah. that. People are riveting tangs with them, like through tangs that go through to a butt. But uh, you know, sometimes oh, they can yeah, be a bit yeah, hard, yeah, yeah. even if you if you forged the blade and it's not properly annealed, it can be a bit hard. Whereas the carbide, yep. pff, no trouble. It no just it just moves it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Corrin got his soldering skills from Ryan, apparently.
2: Yeah, Ryan. I taught Ryan how to solder years ago, and now he's a plumber. So he thinks he knows everything. Oh, yeah, fucking you fucking
1: plumber. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <mate>. plumber! Plumber, plumber. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Ryan. Right. This is Ryan from Gamaka, guys. I'll just give you give him a quick shout out. Ryan, Ryan started with me. Um, I'm going to say 2012, 13, when I was starting Artisan Supplies. He was with me from the start. Uh, we basically built it up together, and then he was in the gas side of the business for, for a long time, and he left me uh, you know, three years ago to go and do his plumbing apprenticeship as a mature-age student, and uh, he's joined the company again, and it's great to have him back on board. So just a bit of a shout-out to Ryan. If anyone needs anything, he's uh, he's currently the man at Artisan Supplies, and um, and uh, yeah. he's, he's, he's getting on board real quick, so... It's really good. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you of,
1: said. Uh, I'm glad you said mature age student, not a mature
2: student. He's not mature. I know. No. 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 <laughs> but, but he does his best.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's a uh, good knif-
1: yeah. knife camp. Knife yes. Camp. Let's
2: go knife camp.
1: Well, you got to talk about it because I wasn't there.
2: Right. So the the thing is. Um. The Guild runs a – this is a Guild thing, not a KA thing, right? That's the first thing. Yep. So the Guild runs it, and it's about – it's like a symposium, but it's hands-on, and it's small. And different to the KAA – I'm not going to shit on the KA because, hey, I started it, but <laughs> I'm not going to shit on the KAA. But the KAA's event, anyone can sort of come along. With the Guild one, you have to be a Guild member and you have to have a background in knives. So it's it's technically more advanced, if you know what I'm saying. And there's less people there that don't have a clue, right? And yes. um, and so that's that's where we're at, right? Um. And we had a guy there presenting by the name of Martin Carswell from Carswell oh. Leather. Now, yeah. guys, if you don't know of Martin from Carswell Leather, uh, you need to get on Instagram and look him up. Okay. Uh, he had a sheath there. What was it? $2,000 sheath, Kev? Something around that sort of stage. Something around that stage, yeah. <laughs> Funny story. We'll tell you about it at, when <laughs> when the show comes around. But he had a beautiful $2,000 sheath and a bunch of stuff, and he ran courses for us in how to properly stitch. And, frankly, I mean, I learned so much at knife camp, except I had to drive all the way back to Sydney on the first day to put my cat down. But, anyway, long story. Uh, yeah, a little bad cat. Anyway, never bad mind. Cat. Bad cat for those that knew him. Is
0: it? Is this boss. the longest you draw for a pussy? I mean, pussy cat. Uh, <laughs> I, I
1: think it might be. I think it might. be. Only oh, you can get away with that, mate. I can tell you now. <laughs> I'm, big, I'm um, a pussy
0: cat. My English is not the best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: um, yeah, sure. Yeah, my English is not the best. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. you fucking. Anyway, so yeah, it was a great weekend. Learned so much. And um and it was just brilliant, really. And then on the second day I did um, I did hand stitching with the leather and I did um what else did I do on the other day, Mert? I don't even fucking remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny. It is because yeah. anyway, it's not like it's so, not like you had a lot going time. on six Can- hours
0: of Did you do a, canist- a canister to Damascus? Oh, canister,
2: I Damascus. Did canister Damascus. I did three D yes. printed canister Damascus oh, with yes, um, yes. Adam Fromholtz. That was really yeah. cool. Making um, we made a a dagger. I don't even have a photo, but we made a, a knife. A picture of a knife in a billet of Damascus. That was unreal. Yeah. Just using three uh, cool. D printer and um and powdered steel. So pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah. and and yeah, what else? I mean, that's um. Uh, there was heaps of stuff on anyway it was great show great event and then uh knife camp goes on the on the oh, the friday and then the saturday
0: yeah
2: and on the sunday canberra show which is a one-day show held at a uh, couple come along thawa valley forge and so mm. um karim uh, karim runs that show merton kev were there i was there lots of people were there it was a nice show a good event but the funniest thing sorry martin martin caswell caswell ever a guy walks up to Martin's table, and there's a two thousand dollars sheaf on the on the table, which looks looks good, looks inviting. You want to pick it up? Yeah. So he, so this guy picks it up and bends it oh. one eighty degrees.
1: <laughs>
2: My sheet has to be flexible. Oh,
1: Yeah. Fuck
2: yeah. <laughs> Martin, Martin's telling me about it an hour later, and he's still got veins popping out of his neck, right? <laughs> You've, it was hilarious, right? Martin didn't find it hilarious. I'm still laughing. Sorry, Martin. Yeah. Uh, it, there was no and, and done. That's why I'm laughing. And, and um, Corey,
0: Martin is is a huge guy. He makes yes, me look a like boy. a midget.
2: So, if He's,
1: Martin yeah.
0: says
2: to He's this like guy. He's like
1: six foot five or something.
0: No, yeah. six probably six six.
2: Yeah. He's a big boy, right? And Martin says to him, That's sold. It's not even mine. You can't bend it. And the guy goes, If it's going to go on my hip, uh, it has to be flexible or something to this effect. And Martin says, it's never going on your hip. It's sold. And the guy goes, everything's for sale or something. And Martin's like, give it back and fuck off. And anyway, I, I don't know exactly why. I wasn't there. But but Martin telling me later, I was and I was, I was fucking laughing. I, as soon as I found out nothing was damaged and, and that it was it, – Martin was – he
1: was a funny – I said, mate, knife shows. What can you do? The only you – know, the, the instant – Comparison that I get from that is when that kid if I can grab Coleroy, is fucking grabbed Carroy's twenty thousand dollar fucking saw and started fucking sawing. Fifty, 50, 50, fifty, yeah, fifty yeah. thousand yeah. 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 dollar and he was going, "What the fuck?" Oh, wow. that, that and and as a plug, as a plug for Martin as well, Carswell Leather, he is also running courses in sheath work, hands-on courses one-on-ones, um, Francois, Mezier. if you saw some, if you're in Adelaide and you saw um, his sheets, his wife partner, sorry, um, I don't know the right terminology because I'm politically incorrect, um, but she went along and did a course with him, and i tell you what, I was just fucking gobsmacked by her leather sheets. They were fucking sensational. A big yeah. step up. So if you want to, like, yeah, you know, we always say it, if you want to up your game, you've got to go to the best people and you've got to be prepared to look at it as an investment, obviously, because otherwise you might fall over backwards when they quote the prices. But, you know, it's the same as getting a course by a master smith, getting a course by someone like Martin, who is just fucking unbelievable. Um, you know, <laughs> I was just, I oh, seriously, when, when I was looking at Francois' shoes, I was just fucking stunned by them. And I hey, unreal, be- mate. Yeah.
2: But but the good news is everybody can access him just simply by oh, yeah, going yeah. to the 2023 Knife Art Association Blades oh, Symposium. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. how good we is that? Him. Yeah, no, yes. he's, he's keen. He's keen to come back. He's keen to present. He's an excellent presenter, uh, an excellent yes. teacher, and and he's bloody nice guy. And guys, check him out on Instagram. If you need sheaths made, um, he is he does them for. I mean, he just doesn't do them for for just like – well, I mean, he does knives them for anyone, but he does them for, for, for the best of the best. Like, if you look at the best sheaths on the best knives you can think of, Martin does that sort of work. So just unreal. I, I you know, just, just unreal. Can't sing his praises highly enough and look forward to catching up with him again at the symposium, so make sure you get to that one. Yeah, um, But the symposium's not the next thing chronologically. The next thing would be Perth. Have we finished with Canberra? What else about Canberra show, Murph? No,
1: guys, Canberra guys. Was, was... Canberra was – the Weather was good, the turnout was great. Um, again, it's just got a market feel to it being out at Cup of Come Along, the historical side of it. So, we had a lot of guys, or well, my table, Mert's table, and a few others we were set up under the massive, you know, hundreds years old trees. And then they had their other, um, gazebo sort of wedding gazebo, um, with all a bunch of other makers around there. And it really was just a, um, you know, that real nice coming into summer Sunday feel because, I tell you what, Canberra's been fucking cold since. We were lucky to have it <laughs> on that day. <laughs> it was a beautiful day. Oh, so yeah, well, it was was awesome. yeah, it was. It was unreal. Yeah, it's a good day. Uh, so. no, I just have to say, because I, I, I sorry, I get brain fade because of my pain meds that I'm on, and Annika is Francois's partner. Oh, and, yeah. And credit oh, for Annika for her shoes. No, I, I pictured the, picture the person and I can think of the name. I can't say it. Um so That's have, right. to go and have a look. Sounds like me generally. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I'm talking about
0: Canberra show one thing quick, guys. So we left Canberra and it's like, yeah, say bye, said bye to everybody. I'm like, yeah, bye guys, see you, see you, and all that. And oh I'm driving goodness. and I yeah, I'm driving on my left side. I see Jamie, like oh, this is Jamie's caravan. I'm like, I called him, like, we're driving, like side by side. I'm like, hey man. Like, yeah, well once we get out of the camera and i'm 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 sure i'm gonna start feeling like sleepy and all that so do you want to stop for a coffee i'm like yeah mate no worries so we start driving like he's right behind me i'm driving and there's a there's a Macers in goldburn right up the hill and i'm thinking like oh it should be next exit and i saw the sign saying Macers, uh, goldburn next to exits but i forgot that i should have taken the first exit then i realized oh shit, this is the exit i'm turning left then I realized there's a car between me and Jamie, so I called him. I'm like, "Hey, man, I just got off the exit." Like, Jamie's like, "Look, man, I'm sorry, I couldn't get off the exit." Yeah, no worries. I'll see you next time. So I stopped. I saw Corin and Ian. Like, we had a little chit chat. Corin was having his uh, spectacular uh, failure of a <laughs> cheeseburger that he posted on his <laughs> page that he'll later tell on. So, and I I had a chat with him. I had a coffee and I left. And I'm driving. So I got I'm getting close to Sydney. I passed the I'm coming down the hill. I'm coming downhill. I'm at Mooney Mooney, there's a Brooklyn Bridge. And I'm driving I'm on the right then I'm going like 115 120, like a kilometer away. I saw like, Oh, that looks like Jamie's van. Like, okay, I'm driving. There's a guy there's a guy on the ground that looks like he has Jamie's shirt. Then I'm about to pass passing. That looks like that looks like little sausage man on the ground. That's Jamie. Oh shit. I just realized he's on the side of the road, like trying to do something with this. Then I just pulled over, pulled over right away, like from the very right length all the way to the left. Pulled over, stopped. So stopped the car and walked like 30-40 meters down. And I realized I got there like Jamie. And the little the little the little poor bastard, like he's he's sweating. He can't tell like fuck. Fuck the fuck! It. I'm like Jamie, what happened? Apparently, when he was coming down the down the hill, the tire of his caravan busted. So his tire literally exploded. He's going like hundred k's an hour with the caravan with the van, like shit, with the busted tire, like pulling left and right. And so he pulls away. He pulls on the left side, and he's trying to crank it up. But apparently, the um, so um when he's trying to put the jack, the shit that bends the jack gets bent so much that he can't do anything. So I got there. He's stressing. I'm like, man, it's okay. So we use one of his hammers and anvil. We're trying to straighten the jack back. <laughs> then we lift it up and I said, so, Jamie, where's your spare tire? He's like, yeah. So just before leaving for the camera, apparently he saw the spare tire of the van. He placed it somewhere else, which isn't in his van. So his wife is going to bring the spare tire off to them, and we're waiting like, okay, we lift it up and all that. I said, Jamie, I feel like I'm obliged to ask you, mate, are you sure the spare tire is, has air in it? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all good, man, it's all good, I'm like, okay. So, I not that I'm, not that i mind like the hours, but it's seven o'clock, I stopped and his missus brought the spare tire okay we put the spare tire up we jack the car up put the spare tire back in and we lower the car and so this is the tire this is the rim <laughs> we're lowering and the rim is getting closer to the floor and the fucking caravan is sitting on the rim apparently he had no air in his fucking back tire he's like Fuck! <laughs> he's, he's, going from, he's going from red to purple i'm like jamie it's okay so we jacked the car, we jacked the caravan back up, took the car, took the tire back out, and we're looking for a servo. It's Sunday evening, a lot of the servos in that area shop. Are shut. So, we're driving towards Sydney like for 10 minutes. We found one, we put some air, we got back. felt he's like, I'm mate, I'm so like, Jamie, it's okay, it's okay, bro. You will have done the same, it's okay. So, managed to put that back on and draw back, but. Yeah, poor, poor bastard, Jamie. He's having like cold space. I'm like, bro, it's okay. Shit happens. Yeah, I'm hoping he'll have his fucking spare time in his caravan. That's all I want to say.
1: I actually blamed my wife for that because just before we left the camera show, we had to take something over for Jamie to take back home. And she was curious because he'd had the caravan here before it was retrofitted. And Rowe's like, oh, can I have a quick look inside? So Rowe got in there, and I blamed her that when she stepped into the caravan, she fucked his tyre up.
0: It sounded like you just called her fat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 look at Coran. I think Corrin just fucking shit himself. <laughs> what are you calling him? you traveling as <laughs> a pussy and calling my wife fat? Far out. <laughs> you Turkish people. You, yeah. you, you.
2: You, you, you called it. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm having audio again. I think Can you hear me,
1: yeah, yeah, that's it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was talking, but anyway, that's all.
1: Awesome. Ah. Well, you're back on now. <laughs>
2: Press the mute button. A, so, it's a, no, that's a, that's that's what we do though, isn't it? As a community, you see brother needs help, and yeah. you normally, I mean, yeah. you honk your horn drive past, but um, yeah, <laughs> but then you come back and give him a hand, <laughs> so yeah. That's cool. Well done, guys. Brad
1: Stone. Brad Stone.
0: Another another yeah, shout out, guys. I want to joke. give a shout out to. <laughs> Flatworth. Flatworth.
1: <laughs> that is a dad joke worth laughing. at. Oh, that
0: that's gold.
1: Uh, I was I was expecting well, you when you were describing Jamie's color go, and all of a sudden this fucking cheese Kransky stuff started pop, popping out the top of his head. <laughs>
0: Mate, I also yeah. want to give a shout out to Riley because so I, I'm i working on trying to get like the house cleaned up, yard cleaned up because my daughter's birthday is coming up and all that. And I was like, let me just get back in the shed and start making noise. And I turned the compressor on to, to dust of like the inch thick dust on my shed. Turned the compressor on. It's fine. I'm like, let me just check the connections. Like, yeah, my fucking compressor died. And Riley, bless his soul, he just came and he dropped me one that he has spare in the shop just to get yeah. me out of trouble, man. But yeah, but mm-hmm. we without cool, like my setup is so reliant on compressor, I would have been fucked, man. Yeah, big shout out to Riley Burns. Yeah,
1: now that's that's hey, um, i just what what I was saying, talking about that then. Um Riley, if you're listening. My laser shit itself, can you just fucking grab a spare one and bring it down (laughs) to me? I promise it's just for the weekend. (laughs) Honestly, my laser shit itself, how fucked is that? Oh, man, that's bad. I'm now researching um, non-proprietary fucking built pieces of equipment because relying on your manufacturer that's in the United States to fucking supply you with something and they're not going to fucking do it is pretty shit. Um, oh, so really? i'll be buying it yeah i'm gonna be buying uh actually i saw one up at uh, when i was at the hammer in up in uh waterfall yes. road r yep. leather guys had a yep. had a 50 or 60 watt laser and i'm, I'm getting one of them yeah those, those look like pretty three, cool man yeah about three grand on ebay because unfortunately the other fucking flip side to this which just fucking pisses me off is i was planning on all of these um lightweight light duty things to see me getting back into the workflow of things, you know, after my back surgery and doing leather, uh, doing, sorry, not leather, doing laser stuff laser. was going to be one of my fucking things. But not any fucking more. <laughs> but anyway, Fine. Riley, bring Anyway, if you bit.
2: need a, if you need a part out of the States, mate, let, let me know. Cause I'll be able to. Oh yeah. They won't but even anyway.
1: sell it to people in the States. That's how shit they oh, are. Really? Yeah, oh, you've, okay, got to send unit, you've got to send a unit back to them and I'm not doing that. Uh.
2: I dodged a bullet. With yeah.
1: oh,
2: yeah. uh, that was a for glow forge, guys. But anyway, we won't say anything. Yeah, uh, Glowforge. yeah name Glowforge.
1: Be, be aware. Yeah.
2: So anyway, I um, I thought when you talk, Mert was talking about firing up his compressor to dust off his shop. You were going to talk about uh, talk about that video you took, mate, at my place.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, well, we'll quickly touch on that. Dropped into Corin's place um, and, and uh, old mate Ian was up there again, Ian Stewart, and uh, it was in the process of Corin doing his um, preparations for building the hammers and he and he had a little jig set up with his grinder to get all his Osage orange um, yeah. handle material to the right thicknesses and stuff. And obviously, if you've ever used Osage orange like Mert's showing there, you end up with two or three inches of orange dust on everything. Now, Corrin has a 40 by 40 wool-mounted extraction fan that goes out to the side it, of his It's really good. Of, technically the side of his yard, but the side of his yard has a bush with a wire fence that also goes onto the public path. <laughs> Corrin's got a really big blower that he blow, turns on the fan and then blows the stuff in. So while Corin's doing that, I've gone around. Give me a second. So I'll go around the side of Corin's workshop I every camera out and I'm filming it and all of a sudden I hear the, the blower start up and then this cloud. If you've ever seen those documentaries in Egypt where a dust storm overtakes, that's what this was like. This orange dust just boom, straight out. So I've been rethinking installing my 300 by 300 fan of the same brand directly opposite my neighbor's my neighbor's yard. I might have to put it out the other way. <laughs> oh, funny stuff.
2: Ah, uh, it was it was pretty funny and the footage looks awesome. So it's a shame we got to get that got to get that footage off you because um I've not sent it. I think just I'll, I'll, send it. Okay, no, I'll
1: send it to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny. So Otherwise we to
2: share Agent it. Agent Orange crop dusting. Frank's asking oh, about oh, upcoming yeah. hammerins. <laughs> upcoming hammerins in Sydney. I talked to Maddie Muber he's really he's really where it's at for um for hammerings in Sydney. So we'll have a chat to him. Yeah.
1: Frank, get on get on to him. Um and we'll we'll start dropping hints too. And that way he'll set one up and then we can all come up and uh hang out. Yeah. Talk talk junk at the same time.
2: Let's get started on that in the new year. Um yep. Would have been good to have seen the footage outside the shed. Well, I've seen it. It's fucking yeah, that's funny. that's what I feel That's it's what insane. I filmed. <laughs>
1: and then I've gone over the bush into the <laughs> like, pathway as well. And <laughs> no shit, it's like the size of half a football field. It's this dusty. <laughs> anyway, never mind. Oh, you wouldn't believe it if you didn't see it. Totally we'll, get we'll, totally we'll, we'll get that up. We'll get that up online. That was a bit With of a love. gag.
2: But anyway, yeah, we don't do that all the time, obviously, because get in trouble and stuff. But yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, so, uh, yeah, so after that, we got
1: Perth show. Who's going to Perth? Not me, unfortunately.
0: Me, 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 me.
1: There it is. Corin is. I know a few others that are going over there. That should be a good show this year too. We've got um, borders open, so plenty of people from from this side of the world going over there. Um. It's my favorite
0: show in Australia. I kept saying yeah, over cool. all and over, all, but it's yeah. yeah, because the whole idea about it is like for me, Sydney, like yeah, it feels nice, but I have to drive two and a half hours and after like working for the show for so many times. And but with the Perth is like you get your shit ready. The event is hosted in a nice hotel right by the not not far from the beach and has a massive bar. It feels like a large blade show. That's right on the video. I love it. Yeah, I love nice. I love Per show. It's my it's my favorite show in Australia.
2: Not yeah. gonna lie, biggest loss making show in Australia.
1: So yeah. get the <laughs> word out. Yeah. It's
0: yes. a great
2: locals, We get a lot of people there. <laughs> Yeah, We get a lot of people there, and it's a good show for the exhibitors. It's a good show for the people that come, but it's an expensive show to run because of the location. Yeah, Guys, anything you can do to get the word out for the Perth show, even if you're not in Perth, share it on your socials, and someone will will think, oh, well, they'll go. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just that little bit extra. So, yeah, please get out there. Shout out the Perth show. Shout out the Blade Symposium. And I guess Brisbane's after that. Have you got your accommodation? Are you guys going to Brizzy?
1: I have Brisbane booked, but I'm not a hundred percent sure yet if I'm going because I've got my oh, surgery. Surgery, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm in. That's yeah. no, cool. I'm balancing. I'm balancing, I'm, and I'm going to give Andrew plenty of notice and all that sort of stuff. But I'm still, I'm in two minds. If I can get enough stuff made, if I get enough shop time now um, between now and then, and make some stuff, I'll probably go. But, you know, it depends how much workshop time I get in the next sort of month and a half. Um, yeah. Anyway, Brisbane is also, or oh, the, the Ipswich, the Queensland show, whichever we, we want to refer to it at. Um, the Queensland show um, is another really good venue too, another good good place to go out and, uh, and get a look at.
2: Uh, we've got Ash here asking for any plans for a Tassie show. And I think um, uh, the reality is, Ash, that if we have people in Tasmania, that want to get together and organise a show under the Knife Art Association's umbrella, and we can find a venue. That's the first the first challenge. Find a good quality venue at the right price. If you can get that, yeah, shit, yeah. We'll run a show anywhere. We don't care. Andrew will just have to work yeah. more. And um, he cares about that, but but we don't mind. We just we're just working a little harder. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> he's it, but he's in Tasmania, so fair's fair guys the, the yeah. thing is and this is this is what, the way it's been from the start I just had one up there from Graham and Jill from the start we've always oh, yeah. said we'll run a show we'll run a show anywhere where people want to run a show that want to run the show it's but you got to do it like it's not something that it it's you, you know we've got to have people on the ground to do it and the, the Graham yep. and you were instrumental in getting the, the the Queensland show off the ground. We got guys down at yes. like Ryan Dowdle and Peter Baldwin that instrumental down in Adelaide for running the show. And I'm sure I'm missing heaps of names. Um, in Sydney, we're, 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 that's where we're based, so that's easy. And, and and it just goes on from there. So yeah, if you want to do it, but you've got to get yourself a crew together. We've got the association. The association's got the funds. It's got the manpower. But we need people on the ground to do the work, and that's that's where it that's where it the rubber hits the road, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, woohoo, perf. I'm with you, Paul. It's going to be good. Tell your friends. So that's pretty much um, that's pretty much where I'm at. So at the moment, I'm I'm going to have a going to have a week off and make hammers. So I don't think I'll be yeah. having a week off, but but it's different to my day job, so it's still good. Uh, Jamie says um, he'll go to a I'm going to come up and I'll annoy be, you. Yep. Oh, cool. I'll, well, go, to, I'll go to a Tassie we've... show. But
1: in, if, it's, if we get one in 2024, 2025, if we can get people off the ground hmm. running then, we need people in Tassie to do the do the hard work for us, So That's what it yeah. is. It's not easy. And, and spruce. Um, but, yeah, you'll get backers. You'll get backers for sure. I'll come down yeah. there and I'll hang out with Andrew afterwards. Watch we're him we're work. not
2: scared. We haven't even asked him yet, but we know he's keen because he lives there. <laughs> That's it. All right. <laughs> now, yeah. So – so yeah, that's where we're that's where we're at. And um uh look, I just wanted to say uh, on a personal note, thank you for everybody's support through twenty twenty three. Um it's been yes. a very uh it's been a very challenging year for me personally. I've had so much excellent support from so many great people that um uh it's just made it a pleasure and, and nothing more to say from me. Merry Christmas to all each and every one of you. Uh yep. every one of you whoever you are, and, and a very, very happy and, and wonderful new year in 2023. So I said 23 before,
1: but I meant 22, I think. Anyway,
2: 22, keep going.
1: Yeah. Nah, Whatever. I'm with you, mate. I was, I was thinking 23, so you yeah, had me fooled. Um, yeah. Look, I just want to reflect the same thing, mate. It's been and, – and anyone that's had to listen to the uh, – or well, me talking and the, and the um, Jeff Fader podcast will understand that it has been a very crazy – crazy year for me as well um and things are looking up um for next year um and and i want to say thank you to everyone that's just you know lent an ear or said a comment that's been nice or whatever has happened and particularly yourself corin your your uh you know backbone of my support network as well and i'm going to come up and uh annoy you while you're making hammers and um, we can hop shit on each other over Christmas break, and
2: you'll have to come and get your sock. You left it on the floor just over here. I haven't been <laughs> able to touch
1: it. <laughs> Leave that sock where it is. <laughs> oh, dude! Hey, one thing, Corin. Answer yes.
2: a question for Connie. Answer a question for Connie. What oh, size waist? waist you? Most, yeah, I have to measure it up, and he wants to know about Oh ah. uh, Connie, send me a send me a message on Instagram again, and I I promise message. you. I promise you I'm gonna go and fucking measure my, my my waist size. Yeah I'm I do not know if it's a stiff sock, Paul. Um, I'm just I'm putting now, it out there. I'm not gonna to touch it.
1: I'm now onto the fourth hole on the belt that I got from Connie. I've lost that much weight. Yeah? It's
2: like yeah, oh yeah.
1: Okay. It's a bit of a shock. I'm
2: gonna get a bit of I'm gonna better get a bit of cord and work out how long I am
1: here. <laughs> no, around your waist. Oh, that one, right? No worries. You said how long you are, <laughs> how round you are. <laughs> I tell you Let's what. Leave Let's leave this on a on the typical note of the uh, knife making down under podcast cleanliness. <laughs> I'm fifty mil longer, fifty mil
2: longer than a, than a, uh, that cable, Connie. <laughs> That's easy enough to measure. Who needs measurements yeah. when you're making leather work? <laughs> exactly. All
1: right, I'll find a tape measure and sort that out.
2: All right, guys. Um, thank you, Mert yeah. and, and Kev. Uh, absolutely,
1: guys. absolutely big thanks to Mert as well for being on the show. Every guest that we've had on board, uh, we appreciate you. We really do. And I know it's our, our two week timelines are pretty up and down. We're all pumped to um we're all pumped to get back into this on a more regular basis next year. Do something fun um and we will see everyone there really good to see all the um regular names up here tonight it was really good fun to come back yeah beautiful guys Thank guys you so per- personal
0: bonus. personal note for me thanks for being part of this community
2: yeah yeah thanks yes. thanks
0: for thanks for being on the facebook group and thanks for the part of being community and and as i said like me and Kev, we were at the adelaide show and when people come up and they tell us that we made their day or we made the, all the lockdown pass away thanks to our podcast. Yeah. And yeah, that, that was great. And when people say, man, yeah. I just discovered your podcast and we're like, oh, don't listen to <laughs> <episodes."> <laughs> Maybe 20, maybe 25, but we're going to get there. Yeah, look, it, it, it's great to get that feedback in person. Uh, it is. I, it's humbling. I, yeah, it really is. It, it's humbling. Thank you. Thank you from.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a personal. And then you. there's the anonymous Facebook user. We, we'll leave him on that note. I reckon. Fuck you. i kick it. Nice. Well, all right,
2: brothers. brothers. Nice. Be
1: safe. All Be safe. Be safe. Merry so we'll Christmas. You. Happy holidays. Eat heaps and have fun.
0: Oh, oh, oh.